Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, and we are very we have teamed up with BetMGM this season. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX and you'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works: download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code phnx play place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least ten dollars on any market at standard odds price you will receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager just make sure you use bonus code phnx when you sign up and to kick off this partnership we're doing a massive watch party this saturday at the bet mgm at uh, state farm stadium come watch the last state or well that's uh, still on there. But uh, again, come watch the last stages of uh, college basketball play out with uh, food and beverage specials giveaways. Plus, if you register and place your first bet with promo code PHNX, when you sign up, you'll receive a PHNX shirt. And now listen to Shane on the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Okay, now joined by Jason Shear on Mike Luke. Hello, Jason. How you doing? Hello, Michael. How are you? All right, let's get it. Let's let's get started here. Let's talk some Arizona football because we were, we were here. And sorry about my connection. This might uh, think this is on me. Uh, I do apologize. But let's talk about it right here. We were at the Arizona football spring scrimmage. Let's talk about what we saw right there at. Uh, um, I am very impressed by this team, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be a bowl team for the Wildcats this year. And again, maybe that means seven wins. I don't know what that means, but I do believe that this team is going to be very, very good this year as opposed to previous years. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't know what's going to happen in games or anything like that, but it is very clear that Arizona looks better in the spring than it has in years. I mean, this is by far the best that we've seen it look in spring. It looks crisp. Players are faster, bigger, more athletic, all of that. It just it looks better. It feels better. And uh, because of that, the expectations are going to be higher. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about T Mac right there. T Mac looked um, he was the star of the scrimmage right there. He looked absolutely fantastic. He looked like a guy who um, is going to play on Sundays, which he will. He made two fantastic catches right there that um, both tapped the ball to himself right there and looked absolutely. Um, uh, looked absolutely fantastic. I think that uh, this stage in the game, we've got to uh, say that this guy is probably going to be good for 12, 13 touchdowns, something like that, assuming he stays healthy, because there's not a better red zone target in the country than him. 
Yeah, I mean, it, we're at the point where nothing he does really surprises you, but then he goes out in that scrimmage and he has two one-handed catches in a row, one for 50 yards. And the thing is that the first one, he caught it with one hand and then turned around and gained more yards. It wasn't like a diving one. He he, he was able to keep body control and all that. He's just – he's a freak of nature. I, I mean, he is an absolutely an, an NFL high pick, uh, looks the part, and it's one of these guys where – you kind of know what you're watching and you just got to make sure that you appreciate it at all times because he's not, you know, he, he's, he's already going to be one of the better receivers in the country. In my opinion, uh, this is a, a very big season for him and who knows, you know, you, you might not be a four-year guy. He, he's that good. And so you watch him and you realize that, you know, if you're Jaden Delora, there's times where you could just throw the ball up and know that he's going to get it. And that's kind of what happened in the scrimmage. It's weird saying this as an Arizona fan, but I don't believe that there's a better receiving duo in the country than T-Mac and Jacob Cowling. Now, again, I'm sure somebody will say, well, what about Alabama? What about Ohio State? That's cool. I'm saying maybe there's groups as good, but I don't believe that there is a better receiving duo in the country than those two, and they both complement each other perfectly. One is the ultimate jump ball guy, go up and get it. The other guy is a guy who can make plays, who can run after the catch. It's just... They both complement each other perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd put that up against anyone, really. And and I'm really curious to see what happens with Jacob Cowing's move to the outside. But there's no reason why it shouldn't work. He's a really good wide receiver, and it's not his first time playing on the outside. But I think you hit the nail on the head. They're complementary of each other. you got one guy who isn't going to necessarily beat you with his speed, but he's bigger, more physical, runs good routes, and he's just better than the corner. Then you got Cowling, who is going to beat you with his speed and is able to make plays after the catch. And and they they fit each other very well. And, um, you know, again, like Arizona's offense isn't a worry to me when you have those two guys. And, and I put them against anyone. Okay, now let's talk about the uh, pass catchers right there. Tanner McLaughlin, Kean Burnett. We were sitting there. We saw big Chester Burnett up there watching the game, hanging off to the side until we saw him right there. But I think Kean's going to make that next jump right there. You saw him uh, work. You saw him used uh, throughout the. Uh, you saw him used throughout the. Uh, uh, spring so far and in practice i think he's going to be able to make that next step and if that's the case you've got two pass catchers right there and jacob cowing and t-mac and you got two guys then at the tight end position that are next level players as well right there it's a uh it's an exciting group right there that you have and quite frankly something that we haven't seen at the u of a yeah i think the big thing that's going to surprise some people the first time seeing burnett is he is considerably bigger i mean right when you see him you say okay that that looks like a different dude and he's Hasn't lost speed at all, and he's still he's stronger, bigger, faster. Um, he he, I would be surprised that there isn't a major jump from him this season. He looks the part, and Terry McLaughlin has had a little injury. He's been out for a week or so. He's supposed to be back this week, but that actually has helped Burnett in a way because he's getting that one tight end reps, and he seems to be getting more reps, and he's doing really well with them. Uh, Arizona just has plenty of weapons, and, and tight end is another position. We talk about those two guys, but like Roberto Miranda, who's still on the roster, looks pretty good. And then Tyler Powell uh, is huge and looks good. And, and I think those guys, I, Powell especially, have a bright future. It may not come this season, but uh, it, it'll come eventually.
Okay, now the offensive line, all eyes are on Jordan Morgan right there. He was the best. Jonas Savanea, absolutely fantastic. And Derek Pivko, great question as always, and we will get to that because I think there are a couple players, mainly in the defensive backfield. But let's talk about uh, J- let's talk about uh, Jordan Morgan. Everybody knows tore his uh, ACL before the season ended, right before the season ended. He is now um, looking really, really good. I mean, it shows you the advances in medicine. He was jogging around the field without a knee brace on, and he looked he looked like he was, again, not that he was ready to play, but I have a hard time believing that he won't be 100% and ready to go come that first game of the season, and that is a massive check mark off for the University of Arizona. Yeah, I mean, both of us have medical backgrounds. So when we see a guy, yeah, I mean, when we see a guy doing high knees, we're we're assuming he can play football. But I mean, in all seriousness, like he's definitely ahead of schedule. I mean, he's moving well. Uh, You know, we're not going to see him on a field this spring doing, you know, major drills or anything like that because there's no reason. But just looking at him in the way he moves, you kind of say to yourself, okay, he's playing in the first game. Um, and, and obviously, you know, the offensive line issues during the spring, moving guys around, it changes a bit if Jordan Morgan plays that first game. And I think what we're seeing with the offensive line now is a lot of shifting and moving around because if Morgan doesn't play that first game, you need to be able to adjust. And that's why we're seeing kind of like Jonas Savanay has been playing right tackle, really good at it too. But, um, you know, Morgan is, is definitely the key because you put him on the offensive line and if he's the same guy as last season, which he should be, that is a major upgrade over pretty much every lineman except for a big Jonah. I've thought for a, quite a while that the best, the most surefire NFL prospect on this team is big Jonah Savanea right there. The fact that they can put him at tackle right now, and again, he'll move back in once the uh, season starts, it shows you just how unique this is, guy is, that he can be a road grader on the interior, but he can also slide back and pass protection incredibly well at the same time. He's, Sheer, as we've talked about it, we're going to keep talking about, this dude's different. I mean, this roster's got a lot of talented dudes. This dude is just something different. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a freak. I mean, because when you look at him, he is absolutely humongous, but he carries the weight so well. Like, you, he doesn't carry the weight like he's as big as he is. The fact that they could put him at right tackle and he automatically becomes the best active tackle on the roster is ridiculous because he's a guard. He played guard in high school. And, you know, it, it's what he is able to do, surefire NFL guy. I mean, it's just a matter of what, how high you're going to draft him because playing him at guard, no drop-off. Playing him at tackle, no drop-off. And it makes Arizona's job easier as well because let's say they want to go portaling, they can add a guard or a tackle now because Jonah can play either. So right. they could go and get the best available offensive lineman. I think Jonah probably moves back to guard, but he's making it real intriguing by how well he's playing at tackle. Well, and so let's talk about the offensive line then, because honestly, on offense, I don't have many questions about this squad right now, to be honest. You need Jaden Delora to take that next today to make that next jump to become better, which he has everything around him to do that. My only real qu- uh, question is probably at right tackle, which we're talking about. If Jonas Savanea moves back in there, what, hap- uh, what happens? You had um, uh, Derek Pivko saying any freshman to make an immediate impact. I would say Raymond Polito at the right tackle position, but he's getting in late, i.e., getting in on time this summer. So I, he's going to be behind the. Uh, he's going to be behind it right there. Right tackle is still my concern on the offense. Everything else, I'm pretty good with. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what 
they're probably going to do is if there's a good enough option, I, I think they go to the portal and, and add a tackle. I think they kind of have to at the very least. They need depth there. Um, you know, if, if I guess they could keep Jonah there, but again, I, I think he's probably better off at guard. Uh, the key to me is Polito. Like if Polito comes in and is able to pick everything up right away, he's he's going to be the guy. But you know, there's there's going to be more guys. That I think the portal opens up again on Saturday for football, and we're going to see what type of players enter the portal. And if there's a, a good tackle that enters, like a Simmons from San Diego State. He's been rumored to enter the portal, and he was just late doing it. He made the announcement and everything. If he enters the portal, Arizona's going to go after him. I mean, and, and he would alleviate pretty much every concern that you have. Then, and then at the offense, then on the offensive line is totally set. You got your two bookends at tackle. Then you got your two guards in Wendell Moe, Jonas Sabanea, and Josh Baker, who is not great but solid. It's a center position right there. Your offensive line, assuming those five stay healthy, is actually pretty good at that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to add Simmons or Lana, but I'll say this. If they are able to get him and he enters the portal like he announced that he is, Arizona all of a sudden has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Simmons right. is that good. Then you have Jonah. Then you have Morgan, Wendell, Moe. I mean, that is a, a really good offensive line. Okay. Now, let me tell you, as we let me tell you about Roman. As people get older, obviously your testosterone levels go down a little bit. Your libido level goes down. Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication to help achieve and maintain a strong erection. No waiting rooms, no hassle. Um, let's see here. And it's a straightforward digital experience as well, so you don't have to go in anywhere. Check it out. And again, if medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly right to your door. Everything arrives in a discreet package right there. And to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health needs, go goals, go to ro.co slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. Keep in mind, we're not in the 1915s anymore. Um, we're not in the 1915s anymore. We got it. You got to check it out. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. Check out Roman. They are here to help Roman. Okay. Now let's talk about Arizona football, though, on the defensive side of the football, obviously. Genesis Smith. We've got this is a player right here who, um, to answer uh, Derek Pivko's question, I expect him to make an immediate impact, and it would not surprise me at all if he is starting uh, by the time the uh, by the time this season goes or midway through the season. I had a, a text after the scrimmage, so Genesis. If you guys didn't see it, Genesis Smith made a ridiculous d- jumping interception to end the scrimmage, basically. And I had a coach text and said, "Did you see that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I saw." It. He goes, "We haven't had a safety at Arizona do that in years," and it's true. It's not an exaggeration. He. You know, he reminds me a lot, just the way he plays, the number, the hair. He reminds me a lot of Adam Hall, just mm-hmm. the, way that, the way that he looks. He hits, uh, he could cover. But, you know, he was a guy where he was the number one priority at safety for Arizona. And it wasn't just because he was in state. You know, Arizona basically said, this is the guy. He's going to be really good. We want him. We're prioritizing him. I don't know if he'll start, but by midseason, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he is. And even if he doesn't start, he's playing quite a bit. 
Cord Lopez, we are going to get to basketball, but again, we are not going to shortchange the football program right there because they are making big moves right here. Now, at the uh, the defensive end spot, one thing that you do notice is, and again, Deuce Davis to me is the player that needs to be able to be that pass rusher right there. He's probably at about 230 pounds, something like that. He's never going to be 285 or 290, but he is that player right there that I think you look at and you're like, that's the guy. That's the guy that needs to be able to get you seven or eight sacks this coming season. And honestly, I think that he can do it, Sheer, because they need him to do it. Yeah, they they need that guy. They've been missing that for a while. They need that guy that could go out and just go get the quarterback. And and he he seems to be the best fit for it. He has the speed. He's gained a little bit of weight. Probably needs to gain more, but he he's headed in the right direction. But, you know, they they need a guy that you look at it, and it's it's not coming from like a blitzing linebacker or whatever. It's coming from the defensive line who can go get the quarterback. And I think when you look at the roster, he's clearly the best fit for it. And, you know, I know he's young, but he's got the speed and athleticism and, and Arizona needs him to kind of take that jump from freshman year to now. OK, now um, uh, the great Rich Carrillo asked the question, Justin Flo. Need to talk about Justin Flo right here. He is a, um, does he look the part? Yes. He looks the part in spades right there. And honestly, and I know it's early on in the season, but I expect him to be able to make that next move. I really do. I think that Justin Flo is, it would not surprise me at all if Justin Flo is an all-conference player. And quite frankly, on the defensive side of the ball, I think Arizona needs him to be the best player. Yeah, there's no one that looks the part more than Justin Flo in the entire country. I mean, you look at him and, that's what they're supposed to look like. You know, I, I think the thing that surprised me and, and really surprised the coaching staff a little bit is his instincts are better than I thought they would be. Because, you know, the report coming from Oregon was that he was out of control and that he had the physical tools but didn't really get things. And at first it kind of looked like that. But he's been a lot more instinctual and within the playbook uh, than I expected at this point. He's a lot more comfortable. The coaching staff loves him. I mean, they think he is going to be a dude this season. So it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the year, we're discussing him as Arizona's best defender. MLS central. Great question here. If if Gunnar Maldonado gets moved to nickel last year, because it was supposedly a better fit, should we be concerned about him moving back? Gunnar grew on me at the end of the season last year. I'll be honest with you. I thought Gunnar wasn't very good, Um, but he started making some plays and you can tell the coaching staff likes him. He's a big hitter and he's somewhat instinctive. He's just physically, he's not an overwhelming specimen right there, but I expect him to be able to play. I expect him to play. And I think the coaching staff likes him out there. Yeah. The the thing with Gunnar is that like he, I think it was his last three or four games is what you're referring to. He played really well. Yeah. And uh, it's like something clicked for him and, um, it's between him and Dalton Johnson right now at that safety spot. I think Gunner probably has the the nod, but he's looked good this spring. So has Dalton Johnson. And, you know, I think you got to trust the coaching staff and you put guys around him that maybe you could cover up some of his weaknesses. He's not a super athlete. He's not a burner, but he's played really well. He had a really nice interception in practice. Um, he could hit. He's not afraid to hit, which is a lot different than Arizona. <laughs> yes. last season. So, uh, you know, yeah, you got to trust the coaching staff. So the good thing is if he doesn't play well, they have Dalton Johnson in there. But I expect both those guys to play quite a bit. And uh, that's actually one of the probably more real competitions going on right now. Jason, sure. Have you ever been to Circle K? Once or twice. Yeah. 
Okay. The best thing that I can say about Circle K is they service everybody. There is nobody out there that Circle K does not embrace serving. It could be the great Jacob Franklin, or it could be somebody like myself. Circle K will be there for you. Now, uh, make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff and be stocked for March Madness all March long. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator, CircleK.com store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And again, here's the deal. Um, just again, check it out right there. Circle K, all kinds of really, really good stuff. And again, you've got the, uh, you've got a, let's see here. Oh, we're building awareness through Arizona. They're giving away a $500 gas car to uh, PHNX 31310 only for Arizona residents. All right. And tap and bottle. Tap and Bottle Watch Parties, the official watch parties of uh, PHNX Wildcats. Check it out downtown. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. And again, you can support local. You can get Four Peaks there as well. So check it out at the uh, Northwest or the downtown location, Tap and Bottle right there. Okay. Now, we got pooches. We got pooches there. Okay. Now, let's talk about let's talk about some Arizona basketball here. We'll get to it. I get asked all the time, what is the next move for Arizona? Arizona feels very comfortable in what they're going to do, but Arizona is also not exposing their hand right here. Jason Shearer. Please, this is a message to Tucson and Arizona fans everywhere. Arizona has a plan. They know exactly what they want to do. If I tell you that plan or Arizona basketball tells you that plan, that plan is done. It no longer exists and it's screwed over. But just know that Arizona knows exactly how they're handling the portal. Could it backfire? Sure. Uh, do the coaching staff think it's likely? No, or else they'd be handling it differently. Oh, now, I will say this, though. It's got to work for them, though, because you're not leaving any margin for error again. We're not getting into the details, but you got to make it work right now, because if it does not work, then Arizona is um, – going to be kind of in a situation where you were last year. And again, we love Courtney Ramey and said Henderson and what they were able to do. But as we've talked about all year long, you need difference makers at that position right there or at those positions. Because again, at the point guard spot, you've already got Kylan Boswell. You've already got uh, Umar Ballo at the center spot. You're going to need somebody to be able to step in there at that wing position, be able to make plays off the of bounce there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work, it's it's miserable. <laughs> like, like it's miserable for. I mean, I'm not saying that the roster will be awful next year, but you know, anytime you have a plan and it doesn't work, you better have a plan B, C, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I, I think to me, Arizona needs another guy that can break someone off the dribble. You know, I don't even know if Boswell's that guy yet. We we didn't see a ton of that last season. We saw flashes, um, but you know, he wasn't a guy that got in the lane a ton. Uh, I think he will be, but. You need another guy that can get in the lane, have defenses collapse on him, or at least make it to the point where the entire opposing team is just, they're not able to sit in the paint and, and challenge you that way. And so I think Arizona realized that, and that's probably one of the, the top par, uh, portal priorities. I'm very curious to see this coming year, what exactly though, Umar Bala, if he can make another leap. Because again, he went, he, he improved big time. He went from five, re, uh, you know, five and three to 15 and seven. Can he make that next jump where I guess he would be kind of in that 17 and eight category? I don't think his upside is much higher than that 17 and eight category, but I do believe that that is attainable right there with another year of getting in better shape, working on your balance, as Tommy Lloyd said, et cetera. 
And if that were to happen, you would have a one of the better centers in the conference already and a point guard that I think that you would look at and say that he'd be one of the better point guards as well. To me, they have to be able they have to be able to control Umar's minutes. You can't have him playing 30, 35 minutes every game. He's just physically he's not able to do that. It's rough at him. And I think he kind of wore down. And obviously the broken hand didn't help, but it felt like he wore down at times because teams they were just beating the crap out of him. I mean, it, it was brutal what they were trying to do with him in the post, especially when he hurt his hand. Princeton, if you watch that game, was just literally hitting his hand, and rightfully so. They got to be able to keep him healthy. The best way to do that is to find a way for uh, Dylan Anderson, a Henry Vasar, uh, someone they bring in to be able to play well enough where you could trust them in that situation. And I think if they're able to control Umar's minutes a bit and keep him healthy, he can be even better than he was this season. Henry Vasar, you mentioned Henry Vasar right there. Everybody out there knows that Jason Shear is not a huge Dylan Anderson guy and that I am a huge Dylan Anderson guy. But here's the difference. I think we both agree that Henry Vasar has a higher upside than um, than uh, uh, Umar, excuse me, than uh, Dylan Anderson right there. That to me is going to be where we're looking at and saying he's the one that needs to be able to make that step. He's the guy that needs to be able to, at about seven foot two twenty, be able to make that that next move right there and get into that 11.45 rebound realm with a couple blocks in there. Cause again, I love Dylan, but you got to be able to make that next step in my opinion right there. Yeah. He's the guy uh, I would say out of all the guys on the roster returning, he's the guy that needs to make the biggest jump because he's got the tools and it's a little upsetting when you hear the biggest issue with him is his lack of confidence. Um, you know, they're going to spend the off season. They spent a chunk of last season building that up, but this team is significantly better next season with even an average Henry. Like he, and he was an average. I mean, he was, he was a negative. A lot of times he went in the game. If you can get average to even being a good player, all of a sudden your front court is completely transformed because now you have different combinations you can play with Henry when he's playing well is a mismatch issue because he can shoot it better than he showed. We saw when he blocked shots in certain games, he is a very good potential player, but now it's about turning that potential into productivity. And if they can do that, Arizona takes a major jump forward inside. Well, it's, see, that's the thing. And that's why I'm a little worried about just relying on international players. Again, I'm not saying that's happening because that's not happening. But the one thing that I do worry about, though, is because international guys are just hit or miss type guys. You can now listen. You can get guys that are really good that are able to come in and play immediately. Look at Azulis Tabellis right there. He dropped 31 and 8 on the Mo, or on the uh, Mobley brothers. But then you get another guy who's similarly rated like Henry, who takes a step back, who just wasn't quite ready for that role. And and you look at Philly B, I get people all the time that ask me about Philip uh, Borovic and, and you know what he getting, what my expectations are for him. I, I don't know. And I'm not dissing him, but I have no expectations for him, quite frankly, because he he didn't look ready this past year. And that's why I think it's always uh, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit to just rely on the guy in Macedonia. Yeah, and, and, and I get it. And I don't even know if I disagree, but. I think it's it's similar with with high school domestic recruiting. I mean, look at a guy like Hunter Salas on Gonzaga. He he's in the portal now. He was supposed to be amazing. Dominic Harris was supposed to be awesome and and wasn't. And Nolan Hickman, same way. I'm just doing Gonzaga examples, but like there's other guys that come in highly rated and just don't do anything. And and I get what you're saying because you're at least seeing those guys compete against American basketball players and you know what they're doing. Where international, you're really not knowing anything until they reach campus. But 
it really comes down to the coach's confidence. If Tommy Lloyd goes to Lithuania and, and sees someone that is good enough and says, you know what, I, I think this guy can play right now, it's it's hard not to trust him in that situation. But I get what you're saying, and I don't know if I disagree. I'm just saying it's kind of – Do you disagree? Man. Answer the question. Do you disagree with me? A little bit. I don't disagree completely. I Very get what you're saying. response. I get what you're saying. I really do. But I think that there's also plenty of hit or miss examples with American players also. But that's where I think the transfer portal comes in, though. And that's where I think the transfer portal is different. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the guys that were in the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16 on the transfer portal again, because I really like I do like this graphic right here. These are difference makers. These are guys that were not probably hard to figure out that they would be really good. You knew what Nigel Pack could do when he was at Kansas State. You knew what Marcus Carr could do when he was at Minnesota. You knew what Keontae Johnson could do at Kansas State before obviously had the uh, the heart issue. These are guys that you already know what they can do. And that to me is why the portal is something that Tommy Lloyd has to attack and has to attack it, in my opinion, with a um, – with a uh, gusto that he would normally attack the international uh, recruiting scene with. Yeah. And I mean, look, if, if he gets two portal and two international guys, are you upset with that? No, but the portal guys have to be difference makers though. That's I agree. I agree with you. I, I think if you're going to go out and get portal guys, those need to be guys that you're very confident in that have less of a, is this guy going to be good? Or is this guy not going to be good type of situation? They have Cedric to be similar to that. We didn't know how good Cedric would be. And Cedric was was solid. Cedric and Courtney Ramey were both solid right there. But But again, he's better than solid. That's what I'm saying. Jason Shear, I have brought you along to the dark side right now. And uh, Tommy's left nut. Great. Um, Says, can y'all give us some names in the portal that Arizona has reached out to? No, because (laughs) – there, no, there is, there's not. And because again, there's a master plan here. And if the plan works out, we will all be wink winking and tipping for uh, tipping four peaks to each other as well. So again, but there is a plan right there. They're not operating without one, but again, you got to be able to see this one really come to fruition right there. And they got to be difference makers. And, you know, we will, uh, we will find out, we will find out about that one right there. All right. Now, we got to talk a little bit about where Arizona is going to be in the grand scheme of things where they could be playing basketball. The great Sean DePaz came up with a pretty cool graphic right here for us talking about the Big 12 and the Pac-12 advantages. And honestly, I think this basically hits the nail on the head here, Sheer, when you're looking at the future. If you're a Pac-12 guy, this is generally what you come down to. You got the better academics, you got bigger cities, and it's easier to stick together. On the uh, Big 12 side, it's the best b-ball conference in the country. You've got more visibility, conference stability, and you have presidents who don't rubber stamp Larry Scott as well. To me, it's to me the uh, the stuff on the right far outweighs the stuff on the left. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I, I think that the the Pac-12 argument to me went way down when UCLA and USC left because those were the anchors geographically all that in the pac 12 and i don't get the, the bigger city thing to me it's not an argument i don't care about cities i'm going to be honest with you who cares it, it doesn't impact me at all uh going to san diego san diego state joins would be awesome i'm not dying to go to you know a lot of these cities because la's gone too and right. i'm not decent it's it's to me like as a visitor i'm in and out in two days right, right? if i'm going to see a game 
I'm not going, oh, man, I got to go watch Arizona and Manhattan, Kansas. Who cares? You're staying in a hotel. You're seeing a game. You're going home. You're not living there. And it's so it's to me that that argument's just meaningless. Well, look at it this way. I was stuck in Sacramento for three days um, for very poor flying. Uh, uh, there's a long story to it. But guess what I didn't do? I didn't go sightseeing in Sacramento. I went and I watched basketball games when, when I was there, when I was stuck there. And again, are, when you go to Salt Lake City, are you really going sightseeing? Are you going downtown? You're in and you're out. And on top of that, let's just be honest here. Arizona fans travel very well. That obviously goes without saying. But if you go to an Arizona-Utah game, you're not going to see 15,000 Arizona fans that made the trap that made the trip to Salt Lake City. That just doesn't happen. So to me, that's almost kind of a straw man argument. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, the loyal Arizona fans are going to go no matter where the game is. Right. Like, it, and, and really, if the game's in Vegas, you're going to get random people going. But your, your average student isn't going to Eugene or Boulder or Salt Lake City. It's going to be the people that are going to football games no matter where Arizona's playing. Same right. with basketball. And so to me, it's 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 just the, the argument doesn't hold water. I'm going to games wherever I want to go to games no matter what city they're in. Right. Now, i got to tell you again, too, because this is an exciting time right here, and i got to do a, a make good right here. But have I told you about Roman, Jason Shear? Please do, Mike. All right. Here's the deal with Roman. Now, again, this can be a touchy subject for many people right here, but we are in, again, the 21st century right here. And Roman is here to help. Um, a lot of guys want to have a better sex life. And men, uh, many times, 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying that better sex life. Do you want a better sex life? If so, you are not alone. Here's the deal. Roman can help you out. That's what it's here for. In men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can increase your libido. And Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. And again, no waiting rooms, no hassle, straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own home. To learn more about uh, how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. Again, we're in the 21st century. Roman is here to help and uh, check it out again. Roman. Okay. <laughs> now. Um, when it comes to uh, this is actually there was some I think Ted Wardo has a question. No, this is not Ted Wardo. This is uh, this is on Shears end right here. Shears dogs are barking, not mine. Um, <laughs> but he, sooner or later, though, I think that uh, uh, President Robbins has put out multiple times privately and publicly April 15th being the real being a big, you know, a deadline for him. I think people are reading and again. Who knows what's going to happen? But I think people are reading some of his remarks wrong. Uh, I think what he is doing right now, and again, who knows? Maybe Arizona stays in the pack. Maybe they go to the Big 12. But I do believe, though, that he is laying the groundwork for if Arizona were to leave, saying, you know, I said that uh, we wanted to stick together. We wanted to be able to make this all work. But you know what? At the end of the day, we just didn't have any numbers that were just good enough right there. So Arizona doesn't get the blame. Yeah, that's 100% what he's doing. He's setting the table, and he's saying, look, I'm not saying we're leaving, but if we do leave, I've already laid out why. I said, look, if, if we, we've we been told it won't be this amount of streaming, but if I leave, you know that they didn't get to where I want it to be. We were told it's this amount of money, but if I leave, you know that we didn't get to this amount of money. He's clearly saying, look, if we stay, we got to where I want it to be, and if not, I told you guys why we wouldn't stay. 
It's that simple. I think it's really that simple right there. And again, if things were as great as they would, uh, people have said, a deal would be done. The fact is, you've got national people reporting that some people, these presidents, might, they're not even sure if presidents have seen numbers yet. I believe the presidents have a very good idea of what the numbers are, but we're this far along right here, and you still don't have that right now. It's going to be a, um, I think it's going to be a very, very big. Uh, Big, big week and a half right here, because I do believe you're going to make some uh, you're going to make some moves. Now, one thing that I don't get, and this is also this was something that was on your board, is the argument. Well, if you're Arizona, do you really want to go into a better conference? Because, you know, that could mean that you're 11 and nine. Yes, you want to go into the better conference. And to me, it's the exact opposite of why, because it exposes your weaknesses immediately. Tommy Lloyd did an amazing job this year with this Arizona with this Arizona basketball team. But if it was in the Big 12, you would have found out I think a lot quicker that hey, you know, Arizona in a big moment doesn't really have that dude. Arizona doesn't have that guy that can make that uh, shot, you know, at the end of games. Not that you would have needed that, but it gets exposed much quicker, sure. Yeah, I, I think what happens is it forces you to adjust. And in the Pac-12 uh, you know, you can get away with having a certain type of roster and winning. In the Big 12, you can't. You just can't. And, and right. so I, I think it would force Tommy Lloyd to adjust. You have to play physical in the Big 12 or else you lose. And I'm not saying you don't, you know, you don't have to play physical in the Pac-12, but this is on a nightly basis. And, you know, it brings me back like Bob Huggins this past weekend at a media thing, and they asked him about Houston joining the Big 12. And he said, I'm just warning Houston, the Big 12 this past season was the most difficult coaching job I've ever had. And that's right. Bob Huggins saying and that's that. Bob Huggins saying that. And it wasn't BS. I mean, the night in and night out, you better bring it. And, and if not, you learn that lesson the hard way real quick. And well, you can't I mean, not win in the Big 12. And see, that's the thing, too, is that it's not a – it's not a – you know, let's just be honest. You get off weeks if you're Arizona. You get off games where you can rest up. Oregon State, and again, I know that some of these teams have beaten Arizona, but I don't care. My point stands. Oregon State has be or Oregon State. Your Washington States, your uh, your Cal's, your Stanford's. Half of those programs right there don't even care about basketball. When you go to the Big Twelve, what exactly is your 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 game off? What exactly is the game where you're like, uh, it ain't it ain't Kansas State. It ain't TCU. It's certainly not Kansas. It's not, I mean, heck, even West Virginia would have probably been the, what, the fourth or fifth best team in the conference in the Pac-12 this year. You just don't have those off games, so you've got to bring it in. It gives you, and I think that's also why, and again, I get that the Big 12 doesn't have any teams in the ter- uh, Final Four, but I think that's also why they've uh, why they performed so well this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the standings. I don't even know who the... I don't even know who the uh, the worst team in the Big 12 is considered. I think it was well, Texas Tech at some time. Right, and Texas Tech's, what, three years removed from the national championship? Oklahoma, your boy Bijan was the last team in the in the Big 12. Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. I mean, it, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Like, can you imagine Oregon State and Cal versus a Texas Tech or an Oklahoma? Oregon State and Cal would seriously probably not win a game. No, they absolutely would not win a game in the Big 12. I have no doubt about that. But that also goes into my next point right there um, is that you've got teams. I think it's fair to say at this stage in the game that Stanford doesn't care about basketball. You don't bring back Jared Hass, and I know he's got a buyout and all of that. Jared Hass is a bad basketball coach at that level. 
You can do better. And guess what? He's coming back and he'll probably come back next year. They'll go 12 and 20 again. And they'll say, well, you know what? Need one more year to make sure you've, you don't really have that in other conferences. And that to me is what's annoying about this entire endeavor. Cal doesn't care about sports. I think if they could, they would cut sports tomorrow. And I would say the same thing with Stanford. It's just those sports are not those schools priorities. And if you went to them and said, Hey, if you cut sports, we can get you this much more money and research, whatever they'd be like, okay, let's do it. I mean, there were actual rumors. Remember last summer when the expansion thing happened, I think even John Wilner said it wouldn't surprise me if Cal cut athletics. Right. It's just, it's, it's a different animal. Meanwhile, you look at the big 12, the sec, you know, the big 10, those schools are not even, that's not even a, a whisper. It'll never happen. And so, you know, athletically, the move is obvious. Now, if Arizona says, look, this isn't about athletics, it's about research or whatever you want to talk about. I would actually respect that more than the, than the, the fake stuff about the people wanting to stay together in the Pac-12 for athletic reasons, because the athletic reasons left with UCLA and USC. Let's talk Colorado here for a second, because they're the interesting thing in all this. If you listen to some of the rumors, Colorado is a team that a lot of people say if there is a move, the Colorado could be that first team that breaks that uh, the domino right there. And it makes it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Colorado is already from the Big 12, obviously. Deion Sanders, and this is with all due respect, did not go to Colorado to coach on Amazon Prime. See what I did there? Do you see what I did there? Proud of you. That one's good. But again, I could see Colorado being, if this does happen, I could see Colorado being the one that makes that jump. Yeah, I think Colorado is probably the most likely along with Arizona. People got to remember, Dion's a Texas guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the big His 12. Kid went there. Yeah. Yeah. He is a big 12 dude. And, and from what I understand and what I've been told by a few people, he's all about the big 12. He has no issue with that move. The Pac Tud isn't what he grew up on or any of that. The, the, Big 12 is is there. It's easier to win there. Texas, where he wants to recruit, all that. So I, I think Colorado is, is the school that's getting the most run right now as a partner with Arizona. All right, got a new sponsor, right? Or a new partner as well. Pardon the language right there. Pins and Aces. All right, Pins and Aces is the official golf partner of all city. Love our pins and aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the golf course, pins and aces. Here's the cool thing about it, too. It's a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even your favorite beer sleeves. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Again, check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Dot com right there. Um, so I do believe, though, that there will be some resolution this month. I know that th- and this is the first time that I've said in a certain month that there will be a resolution. I think one way or the other, we're going to know what Arizona and what the rest of this conference is going to do. Other, But because if you just keep kicking the can down the road, I think it becomes even more obvious that there's nothing there. I believe that this month we will know, Jason Shear. I hope so, Mike. I think so too, but man, I hope so. I can't do between this and the transfer portal. I'm look, I got even more grays than I have before. Well, you at least got your hair though, right now. You're growing your hair out a little bit. Well, no, I'm covering it. I got to, you know, but it's all about angles. When you're bald, it's all about angles. It's about angles and it looks good right there. All right, Aaron Sepulveda, the 2005 choke job to Illinois is what set the standard for Arizona going forward. Ever since Arizona has disappointed every year in the tournament, that is not true. 
the Derek Williams team that made the Elite Eight did not disappoint. That was in your second no. year right there. You slammed Duke. Um, I don't I don't agree with that. Now, there have been disappointments for sure, but not every single year. Let's be nice. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I got the discipline and all that, but we all remember the Duke, you know. We need to also, we need to talk about the uh, EYBL up in Phoenix. You and I will both be up there and looking forward to it. Carter Bryant, a lot of people asking about Carter Bryant. It is my belief that Arizona is still in very, very good shape with Carter Bryant. It's Arizona until I hear that it's not. When an announcement is coming, I don't know. I do assume it'll be this month. I know that could be the next week. I don't know. Next few weeks, but until I hear it's not Arizona, it's Arizona. And that and see, and again, the fact is you've already got the Jamari Phillips connection. You've already got Carter Bryant in there as well. Um, that will be that to me is the template. You've got to be able to get Carter Bryant. We both agree that Carter Bryant is a must-get recruit for Tommy Lloyd. Yes, 100 percent He he would be the guy where if Arizona lost, I think he'd be the first guy where it's like, okay, something's something's up. Something, something's going on here. And then you start wondering exactly what the deal is. But also Carter Bryant would fit in perfectly with what Arizona wants to do. Everybody loves the elite five-star type guys. You get the elite five-star type guys like a Carter Bryant right there. Then it becomes, I think, a little bit of a trickle effect. We also need to remind people, though, a lot of people that are complaining, well, K.J. Lewis is the only domestic recruit for this coming year so far. But the one thing I will say, though, Kylan Boswell was in this class. It looks different if you have a five-star point guard along with a top 50 shooting guard. Right. I think people forget that, and, and the coaching staff is always quick to remind me. I mean, if you put Kylan Boswell in this class, no one's complaining about domestic recruiting. It's just that's the way it played out. All right. Um, before we sign off, Shear, where can they find you? Wildcatauthority.com and at Jason Shear on Twitter. And then my wife, Shelby, and I have a podcast, the Wildcat Scoop podcast. So make sure you check that out. All right. You, I'm Mike Luke. You can check me out at PHNX. Going to work on this uh, connection issue uh, one way or the other. This will be uh, we'll get done. This is on my end, though. The great Jacob Franklin always makes me look better than I ever should look. Sometime Jacob Franklin will hop into this live stream, but it doesn't appear that that day will be today. That is called a tease for the next show. Maybe it happens then. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.